0: Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports
1: Today. The outpouring of love that players, coaches, and fans have all shared in the wake of DeMar Hamlin's hospitalization has been nothing short of incredible. Brian Dayball will be working his magic this postseason, and DeMar Hamlin has always been someone to celebrate because of how he lives off the field. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today.
0: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
1: Monday night brought heartbreak to the Buffalo Bills in a way that no team has ever experienced in the modern era. Following the events of the game, the outpouring of love from players, coaches, and fans from all teams has been amazing. Locked on Bills host Joe Marino talks about how special that response has been.
2: As we've had a little time for this to breathe since Monday night, I'm left thinking a lot about the response both in the moment and since. Obviously when the hit happened and DeMar
3: collapsed on the field, it was very significant. And I mean, the guy had CPR on the field. He was, uh, an AED machine machine was used on him. And, And I think you have to give a lot of credit to the medical staffs that collaborated to treat DeMar in a really tough situation, right? The eyes of the nation are watching you. On television, you've got, what,
2: 60,000, 70,000 people in the stands, and you have to be sharp and able to treat a human being in a life-or-death situation, and those people are heroes. Those people are real-life heroes, and it sounds like between the two
3: medical staffs and the treatment that DeMar has received at the hospital in Cincinnati, based on the statement that his family released, it sounds like everyone's done a wonderful job. And so first and foremost, I wanted to acknowledge that. Secondly, the coaches and the players, obviously, a it's just an incredibly difficult situation. Um, it was tough to watch. I, I, it was for me, I'm sure it was for you. It was my wife and my brother, we were watching the game together, and I've never seen visuals like that. I've never seen
2: players and coaches and people have to sort through that moment, right? Just a, t- a terrifying moment, right? That's what it was. Terrifying. And to see everybody come together, to see. Zach Taylor or Sean McDermott and both teams step up and say,
3: we're not playing. The show doesn't go on. This man's life is bigger than football and nobody can play football right now. I think that was big. Obviously an unprecedented situation. But for those teams to
2: come together and say, no, I think that matters a lot. Visual, those visuals will will be with me forever. I'm sure they will you as well. Very difficult to watch. I'm sure even more difficult to be there. And so I, I just think there's a lot of a lot of um, good. And, and praise worthy to these humans, coaches, players, for navigating a very, very difficult situation. Next up, the fans. You've seen great unity throughout,
3: of course, Bills fans and Bengals fans, but just all of the fans such a great sense of community, togetherness, unity.
2: I've loved seeing it. I mean, whether it's just really encouraging words or the efforts that have been out there to support Damar Hamlin's GoFundMe, it's been awesome to see. The root of why is terrible, but the response has been
3: nice to see.
2: The NFL announced that the Bengals and the Bills will not resume their game
1: this week and that the schedule for week 18 remains unchanged. For more, you can stay up to date by subscribing to Locked on Sports Today and Locked on Bills on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the New York Giants are headed to the playoffs, but first, Donovan Mitchell put together a game so good on Monday that the team got a surprise visit on Tuesday. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. The plucky Indiana Pacers are on the road to face the Philadelphia 76ers. Online not buying the recent success for the Pacers and have the Sixers as seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Meanwhile, the Chicago Bulls are home dogs to the Brooklyn Nets. Bet Online has the Nets laying five in the Windy City. And the game of the night is Sacramento as the Kings host the Atlanta Hawks. Bet Online has the Kings favored by just one point. Bet Online is where the game starts.
0: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: Donovan Mitchell went off on Monday, 71, a team record besting who else? LeBron James. So naturally, the Cleveland Cavaliers received a random drug test on Tuesday Random. Uh Uh-huh. Regardless, that performance has our Locked On Cavs host saying things like best performance in franchise history from a team that saw LeBron James in his prime.
4: Chris Manning, Evan Damlin here.
5: Donovan Mitchell, 71 points. The Cavs are down, 15 at the half. Mitchell's kind of struggling. Dropped seventy-one. That's the most in Cavs history. That's one of, I believe, seven players in NBA history dropped seventy or more in a game. Utterly insane MVP chance for Mitchell. I mean, Evan, a flabbergasting performance from Donovan
4: Mitchell. I
0: mean, he broke the previous uh, single-game scoring record of the season so far,
4: held by Donovan Mitchell with sixty-nine points. So, just an insane game across the board. Uh, even wild, even more wild, they only had fifteen points in the first half and just absolutely uncorked an all-time historic game. Like, that's what it is. This is historic. Not hyperbole to say that this is perhaps. It's it's one of the best games I have ever seen in person. It is perhaps
5: the best offensive performance by a Cavs player in the regular season of all time. It is not hyperbole to say that that's how good Donovan Mitchell was. For more Locked on Cavs, wherever you get your podcast.
1: Zion Williamson will miss some time. Stop me if you've heard this before. The New Orleans Pelicans forward has been diagnosed with a right hamstring strain, the team announced Tuesday evening. The team said Williamson will be reevaluated in three weeks. Zion was injured late in the third quarter Monday night in a loss to the 76ers in Philly. After gathering a rebound off a miss from Joel Embiid, Williamson pushed the ball up court. As soon as he crossed the half court line, he seemed to feel something in that right hamstring. And this has been a relatively healthy season for Zion. He's played 29 of 37 games. He is an incandescent talent. Unfortunately, he just can't stay healthy. We are one week away from the NFL regular season ending, which means we are one week away from Jim Harbaugh rumors really hitting their stride. Someone decided to get a head start though. Queen City News in Charlotte reported Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper met with Harbaugh to talk about the coaching vacancy for the Panthers. The report did not characterize the chat as an interview it is interesting to note Steve Wilkes would be seem like a natural fit for the head coaching spot after the regrouped Panthers made a run in the NFC South after Matt Rule's dismissal, leaving Derek Brown to say publicly he believes Steve Wilkes deserves a shot at the job. Harbaugh has, quote, sincere interest in the Carolina job, according to the Queen City News. It had been previously reported that Harbaugh to the NFL was a done deal that he would leave if given an offer this may just be the first of many this cycle. The Milwaukee Bucks cruised to a home win against the Washington Wizards and Giannis put up a double
4: nickel. A career-high 55 points for Giannis Adetokounmpo tonight in the Bucks win over the Washington Wizards at Fire serve 4 and My name's Ken Pittman. I'm the host of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Relentless, inevitable, unavoidable, unstoppable. Keep going down the list, but I'm not sure that you're going to find the right word to describe what this man did tonight and what he does every single night. We know he's got the finesse with the scoop reverse layups and the finger rolls. We know he's got the power with the thunderous dunks. But the thing that I continue to marvel at is, is his ability to... Work through the pain barrier. First half, hands on knees, drenched with sweat, sucking in the deep breaths. You think that he's completely exhausted. And by the fourth quarter, he's putting 19 points on your head and ensuring this team was not going to lose in a career-high performance. He is a physical marvel. I still don't get it, but I damn well enjoy watching it on a nightly basis. Career-high night for Giannis. Incredible. The Oilers battled the Kraken.
0: The word of the day in Edmonton? response. The Seattle Kraken get their chance to make a response to the absolute thrashing they received from Edmonton at Climate Pledge Arena, and they do it by getting response goals. My name is Erica L. Ayala. I am your host of Locked on Kraken. We talked about what it was going to take for this team moving forward into the 2023 portion of the season and getting wins in the Pacific Division was a part of it. But we've also been talking about determination between the response goals and the penalty kill. There are a lot of things to like in this 5-2 win over Edmonton to kick off a long road trip. We'll talk all about it and more on Locked on Kraken Wednesday edition.
1: That's just such a great name. Battled the Kraken. I'll never get sick of saying that. We, every every time we talk about them, I feel like we have to get in uh, using the metaphor if you were having to actually fight the Kraken.
0: Here is another story you need to know.
1: For the first time since 2016, the New York Giants are back in the NFL playoffs. They beat the Daylights out of the Indianapolis Colts 38-10. to 10 to secure their spot heading into week 18. Joining me now from On Giants, Patricia Trena. And Patricia, this was a team that for a lot of the season, I think a lot of people, myself included, thought was kind of smoke and mirrors. And by the end of the year, I'm going, now nah, this is just a good team. How did they do this with a receiving core that is not exactly spectacular with an offensive line that's been a little leaky and a quarterback who has had plenty of questions asked about him over the course of his career in Daniel Jones?
6: You know the old saying that if you you can build a mountain by taking brick by brick, rock by rock? Well, that's what the Giants have done. Brian Dable, the head coach, first-year head coach, has stressed the process. He's always talked about the process. And today on a conference call with him, he talked a lot more about that process. And basically, he said, look, if we're taking care of our bodies, if we're practicing the right way, if we're doing all the things we're supposed to everything else will fall into place. It's going to be bit by bit, little by little, but ultimately it's going to all add up and we're going to get the results that we want. And if we don't get the results we want, I can live with that as long as the process is consistent and it's being followed.
2: Now a
1: a little bit of that is there, there was talent on this team before Brian Dable showed up. They, they have a a high payroll. It's not like this was some cheap team uh, that, that Dave Gettleman and company put together before, uh, he, he was asked to leave town still. It seems like Brian D'Abel's influence here was considerable as someone who's in that building day to day. What can you tell me about how Brian D'Abel has changed seemingly everything about New York right now?
6: Yeah, I mean, he's being himself. He's not scripted. He's not trying to be, you know, Bill Belichick for whom he worked for at one point. I believe he mm. also worked for Nick Saban at one point. Yeah. He's being Brian D'Abel. And Brian Dable knows who he is. He's comfortable in his skin. He's being himself and he's allowing his players, his coaches, the staff to see that. I mean, he he walks around that building and it's like, you know, don't call me Brian, call me Daves, you know, Daves. (laughs) You know, I mean, I can't ever recall a head coach, uh, at least in all the years I've been following uh, the team. Uh, telling the staff don't call me coach or don't call me you know or or call me coach or call me by my first name call me by my nickname and and he's and he's good like that you know and and that's a big difference because he's one of the guys but at the same time at the end of the day he's going to buckle down and expect people to do what they're supposed to do and uh, he won't accept anything less than everybody's best
1: I think it would be easy to go into the playoffs and say, okay, a team that has Daniel Jones at quarterback is, is just not going to be a dangerous team. I, I mean, You can say that, but maybe nine other teams thought that this season and the Giants beat them. They look like they have figured out a way to maximize what he is good at while mitigating some of the things that he's not as good at this season. What is the ceiling for a Giants team with Daniel Jones at quarterback?
6: Yeah, I think Daniel Jones still has a ways to go before he hits his ceiling. You know, this year was uh, starting over you know, in a new system with new coaches and everything. They need to get him better talent, obviously, at receiver. They need to be more consistent with the offensive line. There are a lot of things that they haven't really done with Daniel Jones and this offense. For example, they don't throw deep down the field a whole lot because, again, they don't have the receivers, and the pass protection has been a little bit on the spotty side. Um, So, you know, just keep developing him. Get him re-signed. That's that's obviously important because he's going to be a free agent after this year bring him back, let him continue developing in this offense, get him better talent. And, uh, you know, Daniel Jones will probably never be a, an upper echelon quarterback, you know, like a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen. But look, if he can get within like the top 10, you know, the low part of the top 10, I think the Giants will happily take that.
1: Stay up to date all year on the New York Giants by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Giants on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, Demar Hamlin's character, should have been nationally celebrated a long time ago. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you have to try a Bilt Bar. We just got through the holidays and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, it's hard. And you don't wanna compromise on taste. So that's why I always have my cabinets stocked with built Bars. I had one today. I had one yesterday. I will probably have one tomorrow because when I need something to fuel my body, Bilt Bar is the thing I turn to. It is delicious. I don't know how they do it because it's still gonna cover all the things I want in a snack to fuel my body. The protein, the low calorie, low sugar, and yet covered in 100% real chocolate flavors like peanut butter, brownie, churro, coconut, almond. I've got multiple coconut flavors in my house right now because I love them. And I got 17 grams of protein to go with it. What is not too... Want about that? Plus, I can go get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Just go to a place you were probably already going to go to shop and pick up a box of built bars today. You can thank me later. <laughs> the devastating injury to Damar Hamlin on Monday Night Football left a lot of people shocked and searching for answers as to why. One thing it has done is put a spotlight on who Hamlin is as a person. As locked on pit host Nick Farabaugh points out, Hamlin is the kind of guy. We should all aspire
2: to be. Tamar Hamlin is such a warm individual, and he is the guy that takes
5: on such a role to be that beacon of light and, and that guy that everyone can look up to. And it reminds me of of, of his reasoning of when he said, "You know." <laughs> why he really wanted just to just to stay at pit and and stay close. Um and this in particular just kind of beacons to the type of person DeMar Hanlon is, you know, to his little brother who was two at the time. He wanted to be a role model for him. That was a huge reason. He stepped up into that role and and that was his life's duty, it felt like. Every time DeMar would talk about something significant, somehow his family would come into it, his mom, you know, who sacrificed a lot and saw him sprout from a guy that just played youth sports to a guy that had 40 more D1 offers out of high school, more importantly than just the football player that he sprouted into and the great player he has become and he has achieved a dream that he has had from young to central catholic to pit to now buffalo the human he became i mean really he was young and he became a leader in the community at a very young age
1: a lot of attention gets paid on athletes when they do bad things, when they wind up in the headlines for the wrong reasons. And it's because in a lot of cases, the good guys, the ones who are working in their local communities, who are working in in charitable ways around their lives, that stuff is not something that makes a good Twitter headline. It's not something that's gonna lead SportsCenter. And so being able to highlight these stories even in a moment of tragedy allows us to get to know these players better and reminds us most of these guys are are people who just want to go and make a living and support their families and those lucky enough to have success can give back to their communities in ways that frankly a lot of other people might not but Damar Hamlin is one of those people who does and it's true we should all aspire to be a little bit more like Damar Hamlin And finally, talk about a case of mistaken identity. Imagine you had the same name as a professional golfer and received an invitation to the Masters. That happened to Scott Stallings. The problem was it just wasn't that Scott Stallings. While the PGA Tour Stallings made the Masters field by qualifying for the season-ending tour championship last year, the other Stallings plays for fun at his local club. Both men have the same name, both live in Georgia, and both are married to a woman named Jennifer Come on. After the PGA Stallings didn't receive his invitation on time, he was shocked to receive a message on Instagram that said, Hi, Scott. My name is Scott Stallings and I'm from Georgia. My wife's name is Jennifer too. I received the FedEx today from the Masters, inviting me to play in the Masters tournament, April 6th through the 9th, 2023. I'm 100% sure this is not for me. I play, but wow, nowhere near your level. The man offered to forward the invitation to Stallings. I don't know. I think I'd try and show up and see what happens. At the very least, Augustus should make sure this guy gets to go to the Masters this year. I love that he also included the date as if the professional golfer didn't know when the date of the Masters was supposed to be. I love it. It's so wholesome. It's wonderful. And I hope that the other Scott Stallings, the non-PGA Tour, gets something for his kindness in this moment. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, which playoff team is in danger of a quick exit? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On
2: Sports today.